0: I'm excited about just getting to be here and be with you all and be with the Lord together. It's a privilege, amen. Amen. Praise God. If you missed, uh, if you missed the announcement this week, we, we lost a wonderful lady this week, Sister Rose Weaver. She passed away on Friday night. And uh, I'm encouraging you to keep Brother Vance in your prayers, their son Sam as well. Uh, Sister Rose was a sweet lady. She was such an encourager to me. that If I could just think of a word for her. I, I mentioned this to some of the men yesterday morning, but uh, especially through last year when we weren't always meeting and gathering um, consistently, well, it became a focus, uh, just kind of a goal of ours to at least make sure everybody was staying in communication, and that meant some more texts and phone calls and posts and Zooms, you remember those, and, and everything, well, I, I had the privilege, I'll put it that way, I had the privilege of getting to call Sister Rose and Brother Vance occasionally, and, um, there was just something unique about her and when i got to speak to her just in a one-on-one conversation every single time when the conversation was done i just i told him i felt good about myself i felt like i was the best person in the world and really that's a gift honestly that people have to be able to speak to you and make you feel that way so we we are going to miss her greatly and um brother vance we love you we love you um we will we will do a memorial for her i'll make sure i get the announcement out just as soon as possible so everybody knows when when that will be um but keep them in your prayers and those of you that have reached out and and given gifts and all that I really appreciate that as well. So let's continue to keep this family in prayer. Amen. If you can turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. I want to start there today. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. let me give you just a little bit of context of what where this verse fits into the Bible in first Corinthians chapter 14 the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he's addressing a situation where I can only imagine some people had questioned him about how is this supposed to go and how is this supposed to look and, and play out because a lot of times, when we come together in church, um, some people just speak in tongues the whole time. And that's it, or they do it uh, predominantly. It's that's that's how it goes. And so, he's addressing that issue, and he's kind of helping give some understanding in this passage when he's saying, "Well, it's good to speak in tongues. It's also good to prophesy in your native language so that people know." what's being said. And he says, I, I thank God that I speak in tongues, and I do it actually more than you all. That's what Paul said. But he said, it's good to speak in tongues, but when you come together, make sure people also know what's being said. So in other words, we don't just come here and have an hour-long prayer meeting where everybody speaks in tongues and then goes home. He says there's not edification in that. There's, there's not uh, understanding in that, And when you come together and gather, there should be edification and there should be understanding. So everybody should know what's being said and what it means and why. Well, that's the, that's the general context of this chapter. There's a principle, though, here in this verse that, that Paul says that I, I just want to show you and let the Lord kind of talk to us a little bit about today. It says, there are, it may be, many kinds of of voices in the world everybody say many kinds of voices there are many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without signification when you look up that word signification or without signification it means all of the voices produce sound they all produce, you can actually hear it in your ears. If you have the faculty of hearing that God has blessed us with, then you can hear the noise, you can hear the sound, the distinct sound that each one of the voices makes. Thank God for that. Thank God we don't all sound like me. I couldn't handle that. I don't even, you ever call and listen to yourself, like on a message or something? It's, oh, is that really what I sound like? Oh. I'd rather listen to any one of your voices than my own. But that's the, that's the principle that Paul is saying here, is that every, every voice has a distinct sound. And the, the other principle, there are many voices in the world. I want to talk about this from just sort of, if I can, a spiritual perspective because just like we all have distinct voices and we don't talk and sound alike, all of the voices in the world that are also spiritual in nature, they all have a distinct sound. They have a distinct purpose. And when you hear them, when, it, when, a, when that spirit goes and starts doing whatever it does, it becomes clear. And noticeable and distinguishable by how it sounds. Well, most spirits don't actually make an audible noise. So what are you listening? How are you hearing it? You're hearing it in your spirit. You're hearing the sound in your spirit. And maybe you've felt this way before. Uh, You just think, oh, that doesn't feel right to me. Something about that, whatever it is. It doesn't feel right. Well, I would submit that that is you hearing the signification of the spirit, the sound of it in your spirit. We use that word feel because it kind of, there's no sound. So what, it, what is the perception that I have? Well, it's a feeling, okay? But it's still the same principle. You're, you are getting the signal from that spirit. And you're picking up on it and then you are processing it and then you are determining how am I feeling about this? Good, bad, indifferent. You're processing it and you're understanding. The, the scripture also says, I believe it's John chapter 8, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's a long verse that I just quoted, but let me make sure you heard it. He that believes on me, as the scripture hath said. So a proper believer. A proper believer will have out of his belly flowing rivers of living water. Don't confuse this with speaking in tongues like we just talked about in 1 Corinthians 14. I believe that's a part of it, because when the Spirit flows out of you, it's however that Spirit wants to flow out of you. Sometimes it's tongues. Sometimes it's English in prayer to God. Sometimes it's English in a conversation one-on-one with another person. Sometimes it's (coughs) English conversation with yourself. This is like the one time we would excuse somebody for talking to themselves. Every other time we're like, whoa, what's going on there? But I do this a lot. Usually I'm talking and I'm the only one listening. I'm hearing that. But it's, if it's the spirit flowing out of me, as the scripture says, it's doing so. And I actually get to hear it. I love it when I get to hear the prayer or the word, or whatever, and I know that is of the spirit of God that is that is edifying to me. It builds me up. I love to hear the voice of God. I love to hear the saints of god pray there was there was a, a another gentleman he passed away this past week, and uh, I knew him when we lived in Memphis, and Brother Ricky, when he prayed. I felt rivers of living water flowing out of him just maybe before service or during altar, whenever it was. He wasn't making a show of it. Usually he'd try to get somewhere alone and private and, and let that spirit flow then. But if I ever heard it, man, I felt, ooh, that's that's nice. I feel the Spirit of God flowing through that individual's prayer. And I'm honestly I'm hearing the sound because there's many, like Paul said, many voices. And when you hear it, you know it, you feel it. I mean, I want to encourage you to just start speaking more. Now, some of the husbands are like, don't tell my wife that. (laughs) Really? You're going to tell her to talk even more? Uh, Okay, okay, okay. No, uh, what I want to, this is me. I'm a quiet person by nature. I don't like to talk usually. Not even to myself. If I had the choice, I'd rather stay quiet. So I don't like to talk. But what I'm learning is, when you have the Spirit of God inside you, and like the Scripture says, it will flow out of you, such as rivers of living water, then you get to express that, and then you get to experience it by speaking and hearing. You know, there's times that the Lord has thought something, And then he's had me say it, and I didn't even know that he thought it until I heard myself say it. You see how that works? I'm learning from God by speaking. I'm now opening my mouth and letting the Spirit of God flow through me, speak through me, and I'm learning. Wow, that's the Lord. That's not me. That's sure not because I know the difference. And I know that's the Lord. Wow, he's really smart. He he knows a lot. So I'm encouraging you, open your mouth and speak (coughs) more. Give more occasion, more opportunity for the Spirit of God to speak. Speak through you. If you don't know what to say, Don't feel like you have to try to find something to say. Just let the Lord speak. Let the Lord lead. That's what we call being led of his spirit. He even told his disciples, you're going to go in front of people. What you say is going to be critical of utmost importance. Okay, tell us what to say. No, don't worry about that. What? You just told me I'm going to Go in front of very important, meaningful type of people. And what I say, my words are going to be very important. So can you at least just give me a hint of what I'm supposed to say? Nope. He says, don't worry about it. The Spirit will give you the words to say when you're supposed to say them. Okay, but how about, you know, it's Sunday and I'm meeting with him Friday. Can he at least give it to me like Tuesday afternoon? So I can rehearse it a little bit. Or at least Thursday night so I know. No, okay, what about Friday morning when I wake up? The, the Spirit will give you the words you're supposed to speak as you are speaking them. We only get there by exercising that. If you don't ever do it, it's never going to happen. Amen. If he chose to speak through you And you don't speak Who's not speaking He is He's not speaking If he's chosen to speak through you And you decide not to speak Okay I think we got that point I was Just this past week The Lord was just starting to deal with me about something And I know that it was his voice I didn't really get any opportunity to speak it out But it was kind of just bubbling inside me, I guess And rehearsing in my mind And I know that's the Lord And you started talking to me about that several days ago And you're still just kind of rehearsing this thought in my mind And am I ever going to get to speak this out? I mean, uh, other than just to me and you, Lord And wouldn't you know, driving here to church My son brought it out of me He didn't know that's what he was doing he, he just asked the question, and my answer was, what had been bubbling for so long? So I'm, I, I got to exercise what I'm talking to you about today, because I'm speaking, and now I'm knowing. I'm glad you asked me that, because the Lord has an answer for that. Not me. The Lord has an answer for that. Nobody wants to know what the question was, do you? You don't care? Well, I say my son brought it out of me. I'll actually tell you this it was the song on the Christian radio that brought it out. In fact, I don't know. I, 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 several months ago, I felt like it was. I was talking about a song that I heard on a certain radio station. And I thought, uh, I still listen to it sometimes, especially when the kids are in the car, because, you know, but I'm alert now. And I'm waiting and making sure that song's not going to come on, because if it does, I know the Lord's told me, just don't listen to that one anymore. So I switched from a satellite radio station to some of the local ones that we have here in Yakima. Thank the Lord, we got 91.1. Which one is that? Is that PLR? And then we got 103.5, 1, K-Love, whatever it is. We got these Christian radio stations. And uh, I've been checking them out more frequently lately. After some of the last stuff that I was talking about, and on the way to church this mo- I think I heard this maybe this or a similar a couple of days ago, and I heard it, and I just thought, this song is pretty depressing and then i ca- I think I started to realize a lot of these songs are kind of depressing. I mean, I get it you're an artist, you write a song, and you want that song to tell a story, so you got to start at the beginning when it was depressing you know i'm not I'm not knocking the whole songwriting and musical um, whatever um, but I'm just knowing I'm on my way to church or I'm on my way home from work or wherever I'm going I'm going to the grocery store I turn on the Christian radio because I expect it to be something that's gonna Help me worship the Lord, or just at least usher in a presence of the Lord, or some kind of word. If nothing else, it'll just be nice background music while I'm kind of alone with my thoughts. But those thoughts start to say, do you hear what that person is saying right now? They're talking about how miserable their life is. They're talking about how they're nothing, and they're no good, and nothing ever turns out right. And it's just, man, bad road, lonely road, ah." Uh, Well, what do you know? One of those comes on the radio this morning. Local. Well, I got them preset. I'm going to switch. I didn't say anything about it. You know, I'm I'm thinking, I don't. I'm getting ready to talk for an hour. I can be quiet for this car ride. I just hear it and I think, no, I don't want to hear that. It's kind of depressing. Switch it to the other one, local. Same exact song. Exact same song. And I think I let out one of those significations, one of those sounds. ah. And my son's like, what? This song is just depressing. He's like, yeah, it is. Why? Why do they do that? I'm glad you asked. Because the Lord has an answer for that question. He's been waiting to get that question answered. He told me this one long before you asked the question but see this conversation brought it out and now I just get to let the river of living water flow because he's got the answer for it and I said because people like to be depressed wait no no why would people like to be depressed well because they've experienced it so long that now they're familiar with it and they recognize it and they know that feeling and people like what's familiar more than they like what's unfamiliar so people like to be depressed I'm thinking that sounds smart I don't that's that's gotta be God or something because it's not me I don't even know that much about people I just know that about myself a little bit about myself I said well first of all chances are probably the person that wrote that song is or was depressed and they also know that writing a song like this is gonna touch on the feelings of a lot of other people with similar feelings so it's going to going to become popular And therefore, it's going to help make some money. Is anybody having fun or is this just me? Wait a second. We went from people just depressed to people like making money. Yeah, because we're just talking about human nature. You know, the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil so I can write a lot of depressing fill in the blink songs stories TV shows movie scripts I can write them and as long as they hit that depression button enough people are gonna wanna buy it they're gonna wanna watch it they're gonna tune in because I am helping find that familiar feeling that we know we like to dwell in. I say we, human, humankind. There is a saying, misery loves company. I think that's probably true. Because if I'm sad and if, if I'm depressed, the last person I want to be around is somebody who is happy and bright and bubbly. I got my lovely wife here. I think I've seen this play out enough over about 16 years. If I'm not in a happy mood, I would rather have her join me in that mm, than I would her be like, oh, how you doing today? Oh, you, just, you, you preached so good last Sunday. <laughs> I'm just being honest. No, why don't you come down here and join me? Because I'm not having a good day. And you having a good day is starting to make my day worse. I wouldn't dare say it's the other way around ever. I don't know. Sometimes it's just fun to be in a good mood around somebody that you know is not. I'm not saying that's me and her. (laughs) But... Misery loves company. I'd rather be around a lot of other people sharing the same feelings that I am. Good or bad. I, I love it when it's Sunday and we get to come into the house of the Lord together and worship and rejoice and pray and, and enjoy the fellowship of God together because I know what it's doing for me, it's going to be doing for you as well. And we all get to receive of that, that joy. That ministry, we get to receive of that together, and that's a beautiful, positive thing. I think the same is true for people who spend their time in other settings. I just, I, I, I need to go be around unhappy people because I'm, I'm an unhappy person. I just go to Walmart then. Oh, I'm just kidding. I go there sometimes. <laughs> if you are happy... Uh, we won't go down that road. But see, this is, this is the society that we live in, and this is the human nature, and the fact that our, the Bible tells us that human nature has an adversary, someone that wants us to not do well. In fact, the scripture says he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That's, and That's how far he would love to take this with you, I want to steal what they have. I want to kill and destroy all that they are. If I can do that with a depressing song, if I can do that with a TV show that they're hooked on, I realize that that hit a lot of places. but this is how he would like to work and mind you we were starting talking about Christian radio right Christian radio I I still listen to it. its gonna be on in the car when I get out there and I'm but at the same time I'm just not subscribed to every single thing that it sends me and says I'll accept that, I'll receive that, I'll take that. It's coming from a Christian source, so it must be good. All right, let's just keep ingesting. Let's just keep taking it all in. No. I'm getting into the vehicle. I'm the Christian source. And I'll decide, oh, yep, that one's good. That one works. Nope, don't like that one. That's me. So out of so out of the the belly flows rivers of living water. The spirit of God speaks and tells what it thinks, what it feels, what it knows. All right. First Samuel. Let me get there. Chapter 17 nope chapter 16 1st Samuel chapter 16 verse 14 is where we'll start the first 13 verses of this chapter tell the story of Samuel the prophet going to Jesse's house who is the father of David you know this story he goes and he finds a a king he's going there to anoint the next king Well, let's go ahead and read it. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Verse 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Saul, who was the current king, chosen by God to be there. The spirit of the Lord departed. You see that? It's it's almost like a simultaneous transaction. The spirit of the Lord goes on to David and departs from Saul, leaves him. That's not the end. Verse 14, And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. An evil spirit from the Lord. We've got to talk about that for a minute. Is the Lord evil? Is the Lord evil? Is the Lord evil? No. So how did the evil spirit get sent from the Lord? Well, pause and back up for a minute and think it wasn't just there. Why not? Because the Spirit of the Lord was with him. God's Holy Spirit was with Saul. And then it says, He departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. When the Lord's Spirit leaves, The Lord is everywhere, right? I mean, we're trying to talk around a subject here. He's omnipresent, so he's everywhere all the time. You believe that? Say amen. He's everywhere all the time. So how can he leave? Really? How can he leave if he's everywhere all the time? First of all, he leaves as Lord. Lord. He leaves as Lord. I was the Lord of your life. I got to call the shots as you let me. You were my servant. You were submitted to me. There's only one Lord. If if I'm Lord, you can't be. So while I am, you're not. And then Saul decides... I think I'm going to do something myself without the approval of the Lord. And he does it, and therefore he is no longer submitted to the Lord. We don't have time to get into that today, but you can look back at the history of Saul and his, his choices that proved, I think I want to do... He, he wouldn't say, I want to be the Lord, but his actions say that. So I'm going to do what I want to do. And the Lord says, okay, but just know if you do that, I have to leave as Lord. I cannot be the Lord of your life and let you be the Lord of your life. There's only one Lord. The scripture says you can't serve God and mammon. So so the Lord leaving opens up Saul. The, the, the power, the authority that comes with the Spirit of God left him, and wouldn't you know it? It's like waiting to step in. An evil spirit. From the Lord. You think the Lord does not know here. Let me try to make this very plain. Do you think the Lord does not know that when he leaves, other spirits will come in? You think he doesn't know that? He does know that. He knows everything. So how did an evil spirit from the Lord get there? By the Lord leaving. The, the, the It's like if you see it this way. The, the evil spirits are like waiting for the Lord to dispatch them. No. It's not from the Lord that way. Like, okay, you go. Now you go. I'm gone. You go. No, the Lord just says, I'm gone. And thereby, anything goes. The Lord removed his covering. He moved the authority that Saul was under. And it made Saul susceptible to the evil spirit that came and troubled him. I'm going I'm to keep reading. I'm trying to hurry. Verse 15. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player of an, on an harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. These are some pretty smart servants that Saul has. They were able to discern and diagnose and come up with a solution. Right right there. 17, and Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Verse 18, then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, remember what we just read in 13. Samuel's at Jesse's house, anointing David, right? Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and playing, a mighty, valiant man, and a man of war and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. You want to talk about some rivers flowing out of a person? They just said a whole lot right there by speaking. We know it was the word of God. We know it was the plan of God that that person say that word to Samuel, to, to Saul. So they let it flow out. Verse 19, Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul. Verse 21, And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Two more verses. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. Last verse. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed, and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. You realize that when David came from his father's house to the king's court, he brought that spirit of God with him. It, this, verse 13 says, The spirit of the Lord was on David from that day forward. So David's thinking, okay, I'm going back out to the sheep because I was just brought in here for this little meeting, this little anointing, but I still got to go back to my sheep. That's my job. And I'm going there, and I'm taking the Spirit of the Lord with me. David does not know one thing about that conversation that the servants had with Saul. He's out there just doing what he's supposed to do, watching sheep. And the servant, God aligns all of this and says, I know what this situation needs. It needs an individual filled with my spirit to come into this situation. I see this as a call. A call to you and me who have the spirit of God in us. What do we do until we get that order from the king? We go and do our job. David was taking care of sheep. And he was, he was very committed to that. In fact, if you look at his all through Psalms, most of those he wrote while taking care of sheep praises to God that gives us insight to his mindset his attitude on his job now I don't have to ask the question but I think I will how many of us write love songs to the Lord while we're at work throughout our day I'm punching in numbers or you're doing whatever you're doing how often are we thinking the Lord is my shepherd Woo. No, I'm thinking, i got a deadline and i got to get it. You're thinking, I've got to do my responsibility. But it, this is his mindset. This is the attitude that David had. And so the Lord could use a servant to say all those great, oh, he's mighty in war. He's a valiant man. You realize this was before he killed Goliath. So how are the servants saying, he's a man of war? They're just letting the Lord answer the question. They're letting the Lord answer the question. Letting the the river of water flow as they speak. You can stand with me. I'm almost done here. There are so many voices in this world. So many. Everybody say so many. We can't even number them. That's how many there are. Voices in the world that would love nothing more than to fill your ears constantly from now on. It's up to you and it's up to me to let the Lord tell us, yes, you need to listen to this one. No, you don't need to listen to that one. Furthermore, it's up to us when he says, no, you don't need to listen to that one. It's up to us to respond and act accordingly, whether that is pushing the power button on the radio or the pause button on your phone or, or whatever it is or if it's ask, telling a person hey, I don't, I, I need to end this conversation. People that speak to you they could be so nice and lovely and, and charming and all that but sooner or later you might start to realize I don't think I like what I'm hearing and it's not because of the person it's not even because of the words they're saying I don't like what I'm hearing in my spirit it's up to me knowing that I'm hearing that from God to respond and say sorry I need to end this conversation do you however you need to do that you do that but you say I can't be a part of this You realize doing that is an act of faith. It's a response to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've said it. I know you've heard me say it. We want to be led by the Holy Ghost. That is an example of how to be led by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will tell you, you need to turn this off. Oh, no, that's not led by the Holy Ghost. That's just the Lord being mean. That's just because God doesn't like him or her or this or that. Do we want to be led by him or not? He will lead, I promise you. He will lead. He will speak. He will give you discernment. He will give you understanding and let you know that's my will. That's not my will. That's my voice. That's not my voice. This is truth. That's not truth. That's how he speaks. Can we close our eyes? I want us to pray. Lord, I pray that my spirit would be open to you. I pray that my mind, God, would be set upon you and focused on you, God. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, by your grace, Father, that I would be led by your spirit when you speak direction, when you speak instruction, Lord Jesus, as you share wisdom, Lord God, I want my spirit to hear it. I want it to be engaged with it, Lord, and know that this is the voice of God. This is the plan of God for my life. This is the will of God for me for this moment. Help me to be led that way by your spirit, God. Help me to be led that way. Give me wisdom, I pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, oh God. I want to open this front right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I encourage you to find a place to pray. I know that the Lord is here and He's here to minister to us. He's here to reach into our lives. He knows what we've been going through. Even this day, this week, this month, whatever it is. He knows all the things we've faced. Lord, I want to be open and honest before you. Jesus, I need you. I need you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, let me be sensitive to your voice. Let me be sensitive to the calling of your spirit, Lord, as you would speak and lead me. I want to hear it, Lord. I want to follow and obey, because I know that is you, Father. I know that it's your voice. There is no question. There is no doubt, Father. In the name of Jesus, help us, O God.
1: his to
2: able to discern for ourselves. Is that good or is that not? Is this going to edify somebody or is this not going to edify? Am I pleasing to God or not? Because I don't know if you all know the, the, the parable of the prodigal son. See, he heard a voice and he left and it took him somewhere. That voice that he heard took him somewhere where it was not pleasing to God, it only took him down, instead of edifying, making him uh, a better person and all that, it, it, it almost destroyed his life, but I want to tell you, until we come to our understanding that, that we uh, come to ourselves, you no, know, wait a minute, I, I know I heard that voice, I obeyed it, and it brought me the wrong way. So now, I'm gonna have to listen. I'm gonna have to see what that voice is saying, and I'm gonna pay attention. It's not gonna lead me the wrong way. And I pray that that happens to all of you, that you will listen to the voice, because that one voice, just one voice speaking can destroy a person. But it's so important to get that discernment to, to wait a minute, where is this taking me? Is Is this gonna help me in my life, my family? But he can destroy us. It's so easy. Like, like Elder was speaking, he can destroy us. It's so easy to get destroyed. And I know, of course, my life that I had before, it took me the wrong way. It was destroying me. But then when I came to myself and said, wait a minute, this life is not good. This life is not taking me anywhere. Uh, and I, I've got to start listening to another voice. And that's what happened now this other voice came into my life and i obeyed it and like the elder was saying nope i cut that out no voice i'm not listening to you no more don't talk to me don't even come close to me i have a new relationship and that was with the lord now that voice is truth and i pray that all of us all of us would come to that understanding of truth where he will lead us and guide us he will never lead us in the wrong direction But I just wanted to thank God for that, and I pray for all of us that we would all be led by the Spirit, like the elder was saying. Oh, that was thank you, Lord, for that word. Lord, we come before you, Lord, giving you thanks, because every day you have been with us, you have directed us, you have guided us. That's why we're here. We're not somewhere where we're going to destroy our lives. You love us, you lead us, you guide us. Yes, Lord. Lead us into truth, Lord. Lead us. Lead us. Do not let us walk into that darkness. And I thank you, Lord, for all the body of Christ here together today that we came to worship you, to praise you, to exalt your holy name. And I thank you for everyone that is here. And I pray that you will give them that discerning spirit of what is good and what is not good. Like Brother Matt said, this is not the the devil's day. This is the Lord's day, and we will rejoice. We will be glad in it. We will thank Him for what He's doing, what He has done today, and we thank You, Lord. We praise You, and thank You, Lord. Bless everyone as they go out uh, on the road. We're not departing from Your presence, but from this place, and I pray that You be with every one of us as we leave. Thank You, Lord, and we are dismissed.